Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Hello and welcome back to a Q&A that we haven't done for a while, but we've seen an, an urgent need as many of you have been sending in many, many, many questions. Now, I've tried to put as many of them to mum as possible and try and give you a quick response, but I think it's best that we just answer them on the Q&A and you can listen in and, and maybe one of these situations will be similar to, to your current situation as well. Thank you, mum, for joining us. Are you ready for the rapid fire Q&A? <sighs> I'm lindered up and ready. Have okay. my coffee, ready to go. All right. So this first question is from Facebook. It says, hi, ladies. I've been listening to your podcast on Spotify and I found heaps of useful things for me. I just wanted to check as I'm searching, do you have any podcasts on? And I think we'll just have to answer this question Mm -hmm. for her. Podcast on the father is not wanting to put parenting orders in place. He's seen them three times in one and a half years of his choice. And if they fail to come to mediation, how will the judge look at this for parties trying to get care arrangements for the kids? Uh, figured you didn't want specifics, but I seem to have a unique situation. I don't actually think this is a unique situation. No, is it's it, not. It's not. It's, it's, it's happened a lot over the years. So first of all, clearly they're not going to come to mediation. So if you file an application in the court, put the orders that you want in, and I would think you need to have uh, long-term um, responsibility for the children's long-term care, welfare and development. So you want sole parental responsibility for that uh, because if they need surgery and he doesn't show up or you can't get him to sign something, uh, that's a problem. So ask for sole parental responsibility for their long-term uh, things. Ask uh, that um, the children live with you and that they see the father as agreed between you both. Um, And then I think um, the court would make those orders because, you know, if the father doesn't participate in the proceedings, uh, then, you know, once you've proved you've served him, then the court will make the orders that you want. The court won't make orders for him to see his child. Uh, The court never does that because that is one order um, that, even if they made it, wouldn't be in the best interests of the child, even if he followed it. Um, you don't want a parent to begrudgingly show up to be forced to spend two hours with someone, a child. I mean, that's going to negatively impact the children who would know that they aren't being, that, you know, it's not the parent's wish, um, if that makes it clear. So that's yeah. one rule that the court will never bother enforcing. So, yep, you want sole parental responsibility, child live with you and see the father as agreed between the parties. And, and if he uh, doesn't turn up, then the judge just make probably... those orders. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you okay. put in your affidavit the times that they've been. You know, you'll you'll set out the history. That would be an easy one to to prove to the court. And if you can prove they know about it and they don't show up, well, the court takes that as um, an an agreement to the orders that you're seeking. So yeah. you know, you, you yeah. make sure you've got them properly served and you've got someone who can swear on an affidavit that, yeah, he knows about it, he knows the date, the time, where he's supposed to be, he's not here. Obviously, he hasn't got a problem with these orders. And we've done an episode on how to divorce a statue, basically anyone who just doesn't turn up or doesn't get involved or disappears. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Now, if uh, you need to listen to that, just jump in and have a look at that one. It's yeah. in episode 50, 55, I think. All right. Next question was from Instagram. Hi, yes. ladies. What if you have parenting orders asking them not to talk rude to you or abusive mm. and they aren't following those orders? And to make matters worse, they're saying unnecessary and horrible things to the children about me. So what happens there? Okay, well, so we call them non-denigration clauses and lawyers glibly put them into every order and judges do it. And and really, we just hope and wish that people will do the right thing. It's a, you know, but it's so hard to prove if they're breaking that order. Um, So instead of trying to take them to court for a contravention because they broke that order, I think I would put it right back on them. I would write to them. and put it in, if you're using our children or our family wizard or whatever, put it in writing and put the words that they said, the kids say they said, in capital letters, bold. So just say something like, hi, such and such, Jimmy came home yesterday and said that you said this, inverted commas, bold, even make the print slightly bigger, uh, you know, um, that uh, your mother doesn't know anything about cricket, you know, about it, or, or your mother's house said. isn't yep. safe, whatever they say. Yep. Put it, put those words there and just say, can you shed some light on this? I really hope you didn't say this because it would be a breach of Order 8 of our orders or whatever order number it is. Okay. Um, and just put it on them and keep going. Every time the kid reports something like that, your child does, put it back to um, the father so that they know it's getting reported and you're going to document it. And then if you ever end up in court and you need to say, um, you know, what what he's been saying, you can attach those letters to your affidavit and any response that he's made. But kids don't generally make those sort of things up. No, no. Okay, so, Mum, basically if it's the father or the mother, if they're saying horrible things to you or to the children, then put it in bold, write it in a letter. Name it and shame it. Explain. Yeah, name it and shame it. Mm -hmm. Okay, next question. I've already got the divorce. I'm just unsure on settlement as we both have no assets. I'm still finding the information confusing as we both don't have any assets, but if I got inheritance from my parents years down the track, can he still claim it if we don't have a settlement? Mm. Uh, The answer is yes. Um, The famous case of Farmer and Bramley uh, where 18 months after separation, he won $5 million in the lotto. They had nothing when they separated. I think kitchen table, four chairs and four children. She had those and he he had nothing. Um, The court made an order that he shared that with her. So the lesson from that is even if you think you've got nothing, you've probably got super or, I don't know, something, a car, or, or you have the prospect of something and your relationship financially is not finished until you get an order. So I would draw up a consent order. Um, I'd get you two to do it yourselves. You do it on um, all the how-tos are on the on the web, very easy to find. And just say uh, that each parent, each person keeps the assets currently in their possession, power or control. And that mm-hmm. means whatever you've got, you've got, and whatever they've got, they've got, even if it's just a potential refund from Medicare, it's going to be yours if it's in your name. Then that finishes it. You get it sealed in the court and then... Then no matter what lotto. happens, <laughs> then you can win lotto and, and go and around the world, which is more fun than um, than waiting. You're having your mum's inheritance, yes. Yeah. And don't forget, don't forget, you've only got twelve months 
from the date of the divorce. So your clock's ticking um, if your divorce has happened or if you've separated, you've got two years if you're de facto, but 12 months from the divorce. So right. run, get those orders done. And if they won't agree to consent orders, then just file a really kind of skinny application in the court that mm-hmm. each party have their own assets and uh, the judge will have no trouble making that. Uh, you can also do our course and those the, the consent orders, how to fill them out, how to do hmm. the whole property thing, they're an easily done for you. you shameless plug. <laughs> shameless, shameless plug. plug. Okay. And, and don't forget you can tell him it's for his benefit too because what if he wins lotto? Exactly. Or gets a big payout from work or whatever. So it, exactly. it's generally people will be quite happy when neither of them has anything to just rule it off and file it. Yeah. All right. Next question. Hi, lovely. I hope you had a lovely weekend. Thank you very much. Uh, or maybe that was to mum. Uh, your podcasts and <laughs> socials continue to be a source of inspiration and strength for me. Aww. Um, I'm wondering if you could please point me in the direction of where to get some free or cost-effective advice around interpreting some items in my new court orders. My situation is an interesting one where I've had to make some very difficult decisions. Um, I would really like it if you could give me some tips so mm. whereabouts can someone go if you've got court orders mm-hmm. and you're a little bit confused about them mm-hmm. how do you if you're not a lawyer who can interpret them for you well a lawyer probably so you can go you can ring up and get one of those one-off appointments with with lawyers um that yep. sometimes can be around a couple of hundred dollars in australia in queensland anyway um and that would work otherwise go to legal aid in your state make an appointment, ask them to look at the orders and tell you, have your questions written out like we tell you to in the course so that you're not wasting time or money with your lawyers. Um, Have your questions written out and just go and ask someone how to do that. Um, And don't forget there are post-separation parenting courses which also could help you. And uh, I think they're mostly free, aren't they, Laura? They're online. Yes, they're called POP courses. Um, You can go to Relationship Australia um, and there's a couple of other ones. Mm. So check them out. Just search POP courses and you can do them online or in person. I I know you say um, that your situation's unusual, so it might not work for you. But for most people, um, the orders uh, are always just a formulation of, of... um, pretty well the same stuff. It's like making different cakes with the same ingredients. So you, you'll probably have a non-denigration cause like we were talking about where you're not allowed to talk badly about the other person and you'll have orders, um, you know, that, that people recognise. If you go to the pop course, they, there will be someone there probably who's seen these orders before, even if they're mm. not a, a lawyer. But if you want to see a lawyer, ring around, someone will talk to you. Um, they'll need to see the document though. So I think you need to be one of those like one-hour appointments and get that info. Hope that helps. Thank you, Mum. Okay, last question. Hello. I cannot thank you enough for the Divorce Course podcast and Instagram posts. Both you and your mum are amazing and truly making a change through the Divorce Podcast. Yay. That makes me happy. That makes me Um, happy. Thank you. Uh, they have helped me personally to stay strong and reduce my cost, which is great. Mm. Knowledge that I'm dealing with a narcissist in my DV trial has provided me with the tools to continue to stand strong and keep going through the process of being legally unrepresented to obtain DV protection for the order for safety of myself and my children. Mm. Uh, sure enough, he scored an impressive 7 out of 10 uh, on misdemeanors over the course of the 20-year marriage that are all documented in his affidavits. He's oh. reported he's the best father ever and is a caring man. Uh, his affidavit reports he didn't pull my hair um, 
he put it into a ponytail as a kind and loving gesture. So um, she's saying here that the the other side is saying that she's crazy and that they're all <laughs> mad delusions uh-huh. and that she needs psychiatric help. Yes. Um, so what... what uh, and That's this is so common. This isn't an individual in unique no. situation either. No, so it's, it's, although I haven't heard the ponytail one before. True, that's um, true. But yeah. But so it, what, even what if he you, was putting in a ponytail, if he hurt you, that was rough. But I'm sure that he didn't put it in a ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So that is. I used to call that. You know, if you don't love me anymore, you must be crazy. And and I think uh, there's part of that. But also, too, um, their behaviour, part of their defence mechanism is to recruit people to help them uh, establish a narrative that it's not you, it's not them, it's you, and you overreact. It's that typical behaviour. And the police used to, still do probably, interpret the wrong person as the victim in this relationship. Uh, So it's not an easy answer. Uh, Sometimes if you have got a counsellor, get something from them to say you are sane. Um, If if he hasn't um, made you temporarily um, sort of unstable, maybe go and get a psych report to say you're fine. Uh, You can get corroborative evidence. And if you tailor your evidence now towards this coercive control. Narcissism is a catchword that the court's a bit nervous of, but coercive control sounds to me exactly um, what he's been up to. And so you can start to present that to the court now as a pattern of conduct. So rack your brains, think about some of his, like you said, Laura, his rules or mm. what you were allowed to do, what you weren't allowed to do. Did he control money, food, clothing? Did he direct you what to wear, who you could see? Mm. Put all of that into your material, and they are all uh, like red flags to the court to mm. say, okay, and what he's doing now is continuing to control you by telling everyone else that you're crazy and ruin your right to be heard properly uh, for what happened. So he's just continuing to gaslight you. So, yeah. So and I you think might want to listen to that episode that we've just released on coercive control and the new laws and hopefully there's yeah. something in there that can help you as well. Yeah. But, yes, it seems to be not a common question. It, I mean, not an uncommon question no. to say they're trying to make me seem like I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, I th- it's I, surprising people don't see through it. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's surprising that more of the general public and the helping professions don't see through it. But generally, a person like that, if they're a true narcissist, are very concerned about appearances, can control themselves in, in public and with other people, and they present well. They're manipulative and controlling. Well, I hope that's helped. And we have... Mm. About 200 more questions to go from us, so we're going to do some really quick rapid-fire Q&A, Q&A 15-minute ones uh, for the rest of Maybe time, we should write probably. a little book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but hopefully someone, if you're out there, this has answered a question for you that you yeah. were thinking. And so we don't keep... often, we don't always know what you need to know, what yes. is it that you guys are thinking and yes. wanting to know. So we're happy to take it on board. So even yeah. though Laura says advice. we've got lots, just keep, yeah, it's general advice, yeah. but keep yeah. firing your questions in and it might help someone else as well. Yes. Yeah. And if you need to find a way to send us your questions, you can DM 
us on Instagram yep. um, uh, and I can put the questions towards mum because she's the lawyer. Uh, you can DM us on Facebook mm-hmm. or you can message us on TikTok. You can also comment in our reels and TikToks, etc. Or you can email us yes. at the divorce course podcast at gmail.com. And some people, you can send us a voice message, just not too long. <laughs> yes. We would actually love that. I listened to another podcast and Did they have it? this the money diaries and I would love to do that call and divorce call it the divorce diaries. Yes. And as long as you keep your name Don't out of it, one. <laughs> we can play your, instead of listening to me read it badly, mm. uh, we can play your question by voice through my microphone and then we can answer it directly as long as you don't uh, put your words that just, can disclose your children or your oh, name yes, don't or actually so we delete can, specifics. We might be able to um, use one of those uh, creepy voice changes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd like to send us a voice message, you can easily just hold the button for face, uh, Facebook or Instagram. I think we'll allow yeah, you to do and that. And just give us your question. Yes. All right. Makes us feel like we're not the only ones talking then. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mum, for your time. And thank you to everyone who sent questions in. We'll get through through them eventually. We will get there and keep sending them in. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye, Laura. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording. (laughs) 